Hey everyone, welcome to Snarf Talk with Chris and Jerry, and this is our podcast where we give you a behind-the-scenes look as we create a comic book. We're going to talk about TV, movies, comic books, and hopefully have a lot of guests, other writers, creators, and friends. Um, check us out at snarfcomics.com. You can check out our blog and follow along with everything we got going on. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Snarf Comics, and please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Enjoy the episode. This whole thing is so stressful. Yeah. This is very difficult. Yeah. So we're doing Snarf Talks Top 10 or Top 20. Well, here's the deal. So we were going to do... Hi, by the way. Hey, everyone. Chris (laughs) figured out I was recording. I knew you were recording a long time ago. Oh, no, you didn't. Um, I beat him. I I beat him. I've missed this podcasting thing. Gosh, I love it's it. It's been two weeks. It's been a long time. It feels... I can't even remember the last time. You're so tan. had a podcast, yeah. You're so tan. I have been uh, uh, MIA. Yeah, and I'm frail and white and battered, like abused from the wind and yeah. sea. When I was in 80 degrees. Gosh. And you've got a beard still for some yep. reason. Went to Disney World. <laughs> And how was it? I'm going to Disney World. It was good. It's a good time. It was uh it looked amazing. So we spent a week down there. I had some uh, work stuff to do. Went to a farm show. We went to Disney for the most of the time. It was grueling. It was like all day, <laughs> every day. It was nonstop. I I remember sending a, a Snapchat to Marley and she had put a Snapchat out, and I, I replied back to it. And I was like, I'm literally already in my chair, like, ready to sleep. And you guys are still out, like, raring to go at Disney. Yeah. It was, it's, it's. Uh, I mean, it, we could do a whole podcast on it, on Disney. We will sometime. I'll and, do a review. And she said, and granted, she said, like, we've been close to the hotel majority of the day because you were gone. But either way, I was like, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it is a lot of work. <laughs> that seemed like a lot of it's work. It's a lot of work. It takes some dedication and commitment. You have to have a plan. It's it's a whole thing. You got to want it. We'll go in depth on it some podcast. Okay. I think that there would be would a lot love, of people interested in that. Yeah. Because I would I'm love like a Disney. pro at this point. I'm not. I I'm got, not a pro at Disney. The last time I was at Disney or uh, any park in Florida was in 2008. Yeah. It was actually January. Um, it was December 2008 going into January 2009. It was before Amy and I were even married. It was right after I came back from my deployment, drove down there, and, you know, had a party over New Year's. A lot different. Now it would be a lot different now. Yeah, so. it, it's a whole thing. It's um, there's lots of tricks. You can't just go willy nilly to Disney. It takes a lot of preparation. You know, I feel and like I could and... 
I really felt like I could just go in willy-nilly. You can't. You can't really? willy and nilly around. I've got a lot of willy and a little bit of nilly. Yeah. Thought yeah. I could go in with that nope. stuff. Leave it all behind. You sure? You're talking about months and months and months Because I've seen bags willy-nilly plan. of yours. <laughs> I've seen, like, huge carts. One full of willy, one full <laughs> of nilly. Nope, not when it comes to Disney, man. Hmm. Take some special knowledge that I can impart right. onto you. Okay. But we're not going to do that today. Not today. Because today we were going to do our top 10 favorite movies. Was, and it, then, was it top 10 or top 20? Well, okay. Make so the we, decision we were going to do right our now. top 10, and then I said, hey, there's no way I can pick 10 movies. I have a list here of like over 50 that I just made in the last 20 minutes. Which is incredible. Incredible. So I I have How to do the top. Do that? I have to do top twenty. I've I've been looking at this for like two weeks. Two weeks, Chris. I've been looking at movies, and in fifteen minutes, you get fifty of them. Yeah. Well, How do you do that? I went through my movie collection. First off, that helped. I just don't. I I think we're gonna disagree. So can we do top twenty? Do you have twenty on cue, or do we need to? Do yeah. Top 10? No, we'll be fine. Okay. So. We need to establish some ground rules because there's lots of points of contention here. <laughs> Are there? And ever. we're going to do all my ground rules first off. Oh, I'm so ready to. Fight I feel you. like we should be breaking this down by category, like best top ten comedies, top ten this, that, that, the other. But that's like a whole string of things. Then you're right. We because there's lots of stuff that gets left off this list because maybe it's a comedy, no, maybe it's well, a dumb comedy. But here's it, you the thing: know, what we're doing with this specific podcast is our favorite just overall movies yeah okay there is no there's no categories no there's no definition there's no categories it's like this is the number one movie i would watch on a saturday regardless of situation okay well i'm not necessarily doing that because some of my movies well, aren't stuff that necessarily i would watch or rewatch or watch all the time but they're ones that have had an impact on me. There you go. I that's, can pick it however Okay, I want. that's what we're going off of then. Now, right there. Here's our my ground rule is that you are allowed to call franchise one movie. <sighs> I really don't want to agree with that. Yeah. You, you, you said that it's, earlier. It just, it's just it's just easier. It's easier and it makes more sense. Okay, but well, I'm taking so, it one step further than okay, that. Okay, so while while we're in the discussion of our movies, I'm probably not going to go by your rules. That's fine. Just because of a few movies. That's how I'm doing it. <sighs> I'm also doing this, which is you're really not going to like. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to take a particular director or writer of a movie and i'm gonna say this writer's work well in here and then list them out like that's as one movie though no that's completely different that's than what, what i'm we're doing. doing that's what no. i'm doing that's what i'm doing chris this is how we're doing it no we're doing whatever your top 10 movies okay are. but here's the here's what i'm gonna top do 10 movies here's what i'm gonna do here's we're I'm not gonna... talking about directors we could do you understand that we can make podcasts like multiple podcasts about directors, different types of movies, comedies, dramas, drama Ds, whatever you want. 
Okay, but here's what I'm going to do to make this a little more palatable for you. Well, I'm going to take that collected work of that person, and I'm going to give you my number one best example of their work it better in a be. movie. It better be. And then I might list off some of their other ones that would also That's fine. be... I'm fine if you list off those movies at the end of the top ten. No, no, no. I'm doing it in after I discuss that one movie. So you're going to confuse so many people in the middle of our top ten. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Deal. Top 20. Is it top 20 yeah, or it's top, top 20? 10? You literally just said top 10 about 14 seconds ago. If I ever say top 10 again, just assume it's top 20. So are we doing 20 movies? Yeah. Each. Oh, my gosh. Buckle in, guys. Hopefully. It's going to be yeah. a bumpy ride. Yeah. Buckle in, everyone, because we got 20 movies to go through, which is going to take a while. And um, there's going to be some that get left off the list on on accident, unfortunately. Um, but here it is. I only had about 20 minutes to prepare, so here we go. And I've got, yeah, here we go. Jerry, you're up. Um, nope. We're going to get right into it. Nope, you're going first, Chris, because you started to change the rules as we went along. Okay. So here we are. 20. 20. Did you stop it? No. No. 20. Here we go. I'm going with the 1987 classic American romantic comedy. Okay. Roxanne. Really? Yeah. Roxanne. Yeah. You don't have to put on your red light. Not based on the song by the police. Steve Martin. You don't have to put on your red light. Put on your red light. Roxanne. Put on your red light. Roxanne. But not that song. Okay. It is a American romantic comedy starring Steve Martin, Daryl Hannah, a modern day retelling of Cyrano de Bergiac. Have you ever seen this movie? <laughs> I have not. No. Oh, it's a great one. I haven't. Steve Martin, I'm big sorry. nose. He's got a really big nose. No, I know who Steve Martin no, is. In the movie, he's got a really oh. big nose. That's the whole point of the movie. No, I didn't. I didn't. Anyway, that's my number 20. Your that's, turn. Okay. My number 20. One flew over the cuckoo. I can't even <laughs> say it. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Gerald. It's on my honorable mentions. Well, that doesn't count. I know. I'm just saying. It's okay. on my honorable mentions. 1975. It's a great movie. Jack Nicholson. Fantastic movie incredible movie uh it's a comedy drama directed by milos foreman based on the 1962 novel one flew over the one flew over the cuckoo's nest yeah that's that's uh an it's awesome a, movie classic yeah, it is a classic doesn't get much better it it's really good because jack nicholson is i would phenomenal. say probably his best movie in my mind in my uh, estimation I'll let you have that, but I'll argue. Um, Either way, that's my number 20. Okay. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. It's okay. hard to say on a podcast, apparently. In a mental institution. Yeah, that that as well. Yes. Um, Great one. We're not going to spend too much time on our top until we get to the top 10. So right. we'll, we'll rush them. Correct. My number uh, 19 is... A little movie called American History X. Oh, gosh. I love that movie. Yeah, that's a super good that's movie. That's a good one. 
and it's got Edward Norton in it. It's one of his best movies, although he's been in a lot of amazing movies. Um, if you haven't seen that movie, definitely one to check out. It's about uh, a guy who is a neo-Nazi who gets out of prison and moves home, and he, in prison, becomes friends with some black uh, people, and he doesn't want to be a neo-Nazi anymore, but his brother right. is falling into the whole neo-Nazi movement. It's very violent. Very violent. Uh, it was a... It was a... Um, it's like openly violent. So if you aren't willing to watch a movie that is uh, physically, like visually violent, yeah. don't watch American History X. And uh, it earned Edward Norton an Academy Award nomination for Best Actor. Although I don't think he won it, but definitely awesome movie. No, he did not, but... It, he should have. Yeah. No, it's an incredible movie. Okay. Incredible. Number... So my 19 is the original Matrix. Oh. The Matrix, 1999 with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, that was a mind blower when it came out. It is. It's a huge mind blower. You know what? I, I didn't even it's think a, about that movie when I was doing my list, but well, that's definitely. Well, it's because your list is subpar to mine. See, if it was my list, I would say them, all of the Matrix movies. But the first one's the best one. Yeah, but I would say the, the first one is beyond all of the others. Yeah. It, that was uh, when that came out. That was like nothing else, and it, it changed changed the game. Yeah, it changed all of American cinema. Yeah, like how how movies were directed, how things happened, how cinema happened. Like in like even in L.A., like it it changed the way people filmed movies. So the interesting of um, uh, the directors, the Wachowski Wachowski brothers, brothers at the time, now yeah. sisters. What? They okay. they both had um, okay. transitioned. Yep. They're continue. <laughs> they're sisters now. Okay. Um, where were we at? It was not your nineteen. Nineteen. <laughs> My number eighteen is Apocalypse Now. Ooh, that's a classic. One of my favorites. Um, that's one I discovered in college. It's one that you can kind of. I haven't seen it in a while. But it's super good, and you get on a trippy binge, and you can just watch that movie over and over again, and you pick up something different every time. Um, a Vietnam War movie. Probably, I would say, one of the better... Uh, I don't know. There's lots of good war movies, but it's up on my list. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola, who also directed... What, Jerry? Like so many different movies. He directed The Godfather, I believe. Yeah, all of them. And, um, yeah, super good cast. Martin, Marlon Brando, Martin Sheen, Robert Duvall. Super good movie. Check that one out. I would agree. That's a very good movie. What was that, 18? 18. So 18 and 17 of mine are, like, very similar. Okay. And they go by the same title. Just one has one and two. So, I'm going to skip ahead of you. So, Wayne's World. Oh, nice. I freaking love Wayne's World. Wayne's World 2 is 18. Wayne's World 1 is 17. See, if you were me, to conserve your places here, you could call that one movie. No, I'm not going to do that because every movie deserves a placement. Okay. Every movie is its own thing. Well, I agree to disagree. Yeah, yeah. You're wrong. And the audience will tell you 
Yeah, wrong. Why do you love Wayne's World so much? Oh, my gosh. Everything about it is my childhood. So when I grew up, my brother's like eight, eight and a half years, almost nine years older than me. And growing up, all of the music that is in Wayne's World 2 and Wayne's World 1, like all of the Wayne's World movies, are my childhood. Like that's how I grew up is that is the way the movie is depicted. It seems ridiculous, but that's how my brother was. Like he acted like that. Like he was involved with that type of like party time. Excellent. Yeah, party time. Excellent. Swing, <laughs> swing, swing. Did you like, like the that was Saturday Night Live stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I watched Saturday Night Live like crazy because my whole family did. Yeah, all through the nineties. Like I grew up with all of the nineties Saturday Night Live stuff. So when Wayne's World came out in a movie, my brother worked at Marshalloni's, which was at the Mazan Market. And turns out the Mazan Market rented movies, and Wayne's World came out. And now owned by me. Turns out. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. I didn't, I didn't put that together. But like my brother would bring home movies from the market basically every Friday when they came out, like all the new ones. And Wayne's World and Wayne's World 2 came out a year apart from each other, and I watched them. And uh, Were they that close together? Yeah, 90, or it was 90 and 92, so I think it was two years apart. But Okay. Um, either way, it was very close to each other, a very similar movie. It was. I could see why you would put those to, together in the yeah, same movie. Yeah, I mean, come on. It, they, they, they are very similar, but I'm still going to separate them. Because, like, they have different plot lines. Okay. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, probably the most successful of the Saturday, Saturday Night Live movies. There's been a lot, by the way. Well, there's one other that is much better, and I'm not going to talk about it until later in this okay. podcast. So what number was that? What was it, 18 for you? Well, it was 18 and 17, so you're going to have to talk about two different podcasts or two different movies because no i'll just i'll just do my 17 and then i'm then we'll be and then you'll just go next with 16 you didn't do your 18 yeah i did apocalypse now that was your 18 yeah oh okay my 17 another we go back into the jungle Mm -hmm. of the vietnam war oh my gosh for one that's criminally um way too high on my list and should be way lower but it's platoon the Oliver Stone yes. movie starring William Willem Dafoe, oh my Charlie gosh. Sheen, Tom Berenger. This is a great, great, great movie. Um, probably my favorite Oliver Stone movie. Definitely my favorite Oliver Stone movie. He also did like Born on the Fourth of July and JFK, a bunch of other stuff. But that was my favorite one. It had an amazing story. I first discovered that movie, which for some reason I had not seen. But I first discovered that movie in college because one semester I took a what I thought was a blow-off class called um, the films. It was a film class, and it was war films from 1930 to present or to 1980 or something. And that was one of the movies we watched. There was a bunch of other really good ones, too, um, like Bridge Over the River Kwai and Mrs. Miniver and lots of other ones. But that was always my favorite, and um, it turned out that little film blow-off class that I thought was going to be an easy thing was one of my hardest classes because every week we'd watch a movie in class. Really? And then we'd have to write a 10-page paper on that movie. (laughs) What? 
Yes. So every week for every a whole semester, week. I had to write a 10-page paper up on you a different movie. You should be movie. so advanced on movie knowledge and how to write. I, I'm a good writer, Jerry. And I am. I've written a lot. All I did in college was write, write, write. Hey, guys, once you start reading our comic, you could just assume Chris wrote it. <laughs> no. No, you cannot. <laughs> okay, I will jump to my 16 so I can stay ahead of you. Okay. Uh, my number 16 movie is Goodwill Hunting. Oh, darn. I didn't put that on mine. Uh, it's a great movie. Yeah, it is I a re- very, very good movie. Um, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, they won uh, an Academy Award for it, right? For I know. screenplay? Yep. Amy and I argued about this movie because we were talking about what should be on my top. We were talking about top 20. Okay. And uh, she likes it a lot. It should have been on my top 10, according to her. So that's yeah. a, it's a good it, movie. I, I had a hard time. That was in my top 10, but I just kept having to bump it, bump it, bump it. Mm-hmm. And I ended up um, with it at 16. But another one that was really difficult because it's kind of a similar type of movie is Dead Poet Society, which I absolutely love. Oh, yeah. Which um, I had a hard time. I didn't get that in the top 20. But anyway, I went with Goodwill Hunting. I love that movie. Um, I think Gus Van Sant was the director mm-hmm. of that movie. Yeah, absolutely. They make fun of it in Jay and, Bob, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, which I always loved. Uh, Kevin Smith was actually attached as a producer on that movie. Right, because he was so close to Ben Affleck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, hard to beat. So you're number 16. So it's nothing close to yours okay. in the realm of, like, weight okay. of movies. But to me, it is. Dumb and Dumber. Oh, I don't know if I can join you on this journey. Holy shit, I don't care. (laughs) In my life, there has been no single movie ever that I've quoted more. Oh, no. I've quoted Dumb and Dumber almost every single day of my life since it's been out. (laughs) I I don't... You know what? I'm going to make you really angry right now. I don't care for that movie. I'm not a big fan. Gosh. Chris, I like you on so many other levels that I'll let that slide. But I love every aspect of that movie. I really do. It's, again, 16 on my list. So right. it's not like number one or anything. But okay, true. almost every day of my life, I say the words Samsonite. I've never heard I you say so that. I was so close. Well, you aren't around me every day of my life. That's true. There are so many things that I say from that movie. There's a girl in high school that works or that that goes to high school th- in in Manuka, and her name's Aspen, and I call her Cal- or I call her California all the time, all based off of this movie because they are going to Aspen, Colorado, the Sunshine Jim, State, and Jim Carrey says Aspen, California, best. Best line of the movie, and then there's another line where they're in Cal- they're in Colorado, and uh, Jeff Daniels realizes, obviously that uh, what's his name Lloyd um, Jim Carrey has an extra pair of gloves. He's like, oh yeah, he's like, I have this extra pair of gloves here. Put it on. He's like, you've had an extra pair of gloves the entire time. He said, yeah. <laughs> It's the Rockies. <laughs> <laughs> I quote that all of the time. 
ever since it's been below freezing, when I go to work, I quote that movie because people are dumb. And it's funny. It's a what freaking about, hilarious movie. What about Dumb and Dumber? No, here's the deal. Every other movie that has came out after Dumb and Dumber in the 90s is ridiculous and grotesque. I would never put it in the same <laughs> in the same well, there's only been two category. other ones and they were came out way yeah. after the 90s turns out they're shit okay chris well so i'm putting dumb and dumber as my number 16 because it's phenomenal i love it it's it has literally made an impact on my life more so than you could ever understand this is why like two weeks ago when we were talking about doing a podcast on on movies, I told you, I was like, you are never going to believe my top movies. Like, you're going to look at me like a, a ridiculous, like, person. Okay. Well, that's fine. And this is one of them. All right. I'm, you're I'm you're welcome. Roundly disagree with that pick. but You're welcome for that. that pick. My number 15, <laughs> which it's criminal that it's not higher, but I couldn't get it up higher, is... Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <sighs> Another dumb slapstick comedy. Okay. But um And I can't argue. Doesn't get much better. Here's why I can't I just argue. watched it the other day and it's it's holds up too. It's it's one of the best comedic films you'll ever yeah. watch. Definitely. I mean it's a it's a classic. And I should have put it I didn't put it in my like top, yeah. Anything. Well, you should have, and I should have also put Life of Brian. That's a good one too. Yeah, real good. I watched both of those on my deployment, and loved everything about them because Monty Python has done very good work. Yes, to say the least. But that's my favorite one of all of them by far. Um, so yeah, check it out. So your number. 15. I'm still trying to figure that out, Chris. Well, you, you're giving us dead air, Jerry. I'm not. But I think what I'm going to put as 15 is Dick Tracy. Ooh, that's a good one. I love it. I don't know if I'd put it in my tops. I don't. But. Yeah. Turns out I don't care what you think. <laughs> and Dick Tracy is absolutely one of my top movies because and i'll tell you why is because i this is i watched this stuff so much when i was a kid so dick tracy a big part of this again chris is 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 because my brother was so much older than me so my brother was watching this stuff and then i happened to watch the leftovers of what my brother left around and he would tell me like oh yeah i like that movie and i'd watch it but i th- i would think of it as like as like gold like this is what i have to follow right and and no joke like wayne's world and dick tracy i would watch dick tracy weekly I would watch every aspect of that movie. I kept watching it over and over and over again. And that is one of the reasons why I got into comic books. Because 
for the longest time, I thought Dick Tracy was just that movie. I thought it was just that thing. Didn't you read the Sunday morning funnies in the paper? No, I couldn't even read when I was watching this movie. <laughs> Turns out. And then I started looking in further to Dick Tracy and Flat Top and all this stuff and realizing that there was a whole nother world to this movie. And it got me into a whole nother world of of media. And so like everything about that movie I based the comic book off of, which I shouldn't have. It it ruined some of the comic book for me because it it was different. But I I can't I can't say enough about that movie because it, it made such an impact on my very, very early life. I'm saying like before I was 10. Yeah, I I like that movie as well. I need to go back and rewatch it because I don't remember a lot of oh it. Oh my gosh, Madonna played such a huge part. And that kid, I, I got to remember who, who that kid was that followed Tracy around uh, yelling at him. Because he's been in so much more than just that movie. And I'm pretty sure he was in Sandlot. I think it was the same kid that was in Sandlot. I could be wrong, though. But either way, um, what number was that? 15? That was 15. Yeah. So that's going to be my 15. Dick Tracy. Dustin Hoffman was in that. He, yes. We talked he, was in mum- he was Mumbles. Yeah. His we talked about was that Mumbles. movie last week, I think. I, I know. And I wrote it down because I was like, this movie is one of Mandy Patankin. Did you know he was in that? Yes, I did. I know a lot of the people. James Caan? El Pacino, James Caan, uh, freaking the Dick, Dick Tracy. Van Dyke. Was, uh, who was Dick Tracy? Um, Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. El That's Pacino why was in it. I just said. El did Pacino. you just say that? I'm not, I don't really listen. Literally when you speak. just El Pacino. <laughs> he was Kathy he was Bates. Fat boy. Madonna, Kathy Bates, El Pacino. It's a Warren good cast. Beatty. I mean, it's a huge, huge cast. Uh, Dustin Hoffman was Mumbles. Mumbles is one of the best people in that movie because that is the character. He mumbles. And they're, like, interviewing him, and they're putting lights on him, like really hot lights, and giving him water. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. I don't want to start mumbling for you guys about what he did. But uh, watch that movie because Warren ba- Warren Beatty is phenomenal. El Pacino is phenomenal. And mumbles is phenomenal. Like it, you gotta see what he does. It's it's so comic booky before you would ever. It was. It was realize very. Is a very comic, comic book movie. movie. Was. Yeah, it was probably one of the first comic book movies really that was absolutely. successful. You know, but it was never accepted as a comic book movie. Like nobody in the nineties or I think it came out in the eighties actually. But uh, regardless, like whenever it came out, nobody would have would have accepted that as comic book. 1990 came out. Yeah, super early. So my number 14, Jerry, was a a little movie. It hit me, it might be not on most people's list, but it hit me right at the right age. I was probably about 16, 17 Mm -hmm. years old when it came in. I was a big fan of punk rock. Okay. Um, And it's a movie called High Fidelity. You know that movie? You know, I do know the name, but I couldn't tell you what it was about. Romantic comedy with John Cusack, Jack Black, Lisa Bonet. Jack Black's in it? Yeah, he's in it. Okay. 
and it's based on a Nick Cornby book. Um, but it's a great movie. Um, set in Chicago. That was something that was really cool. And he was a big, like he owned a record store and I don't know, man, it's just a great, great movie. And it's just about his life and his relationships and just a really good movie. I don't know. Most people probably wouldn't have it on their list, but it was one that affected me. If yeah, that's 100% people that this is what we're going for. Like we, Chris and I understand that you guys are going to have movies that are different than us. But this is these are the movies that like, yeah, have I, made a statement in our lives. I fully understand that Gone with the Wind is a better movie than High Fidelity. Do you, you know, you know do what you I, guys understand that Wayne's World 1 and Wayne's World 2 and Dick Tracy aren't listed on the top 100 <laughs> movies of all time? Right. But in my life, they really are. Yeah. You know? That's what I went off of. So, too, so. High Fidelity in your life, like if that's made an impact... Absolutely. I've probably watched that. that movie a thousand times. Yeah. See, uh, and I literally went to bed the other night watching Wayne's World 2 in preparation for this episode because I was like, you know what? I freaking love this movie. And I wanted to see a naked Indian and and Jimmy, a uh, fake Jimmy Page, you know? <laughs> yes, I you do. You know what know. I mean? I know what and you mean. Cassandra. Like, <laughs> Oh, there's so many other things I can talk about. The fake YMCA, like like they were the village people for a little bit in that movie. It was hilarious. I need to rewatch that movie. Yeah. What was the number? Um, you were that 15? was fourteen. Fourteen. Oh boy, hang on. Proper preparation, Jerry, prevents piss poor performance. I know. You're right. I just, I wasn't prepared for 20. I know. Okay? I know you weren't. I hit you with this like five seconds before you got here. I was here. prepared for 15 and below. Um, So I have to do 14, number 14 mm-hmm. right now. Number 14, yeah. That's where um, you're at. So number 14 for me is definitely going to be. Like 100% could never be anything other than... You're keeping me in suspense here. Pulp Fiction. Oh, okay. I, I I really do love Pulp Fiction. This is the first Quentin Tarantino movie on my list. There's more. I'm just saying it's the first. Okay. Um, regardless if, it's, gotcha. if there's any more. But uh, Pulp Fiction is like... A, like a standard it's across a, it, the board. It's across the board that, considered one of the greatest movies of yeah, all time. There's so many things that happened in this movie. If you have never seen Pulp Fiction, shame on you. Yeah. First of all. Um, You're a pretty horrible human being. I'm not going to say that, but I'm going to say, like, stop this podcast right now. And even if it's in the middle of your weekday, and start watching a movie called Pulp Fiction. And then go to... <laughs> go to a Burger King and <laughs> order a order Royale with cheese. A Royale with cheese because they're going to give you. It's interesting to me because I'm a big a Tarantino burger. fan. Pulp Fiction is not my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. However, it's the best example of a Quentin Tarantino movie. I yes. think. So that- uh, it's. I would agree that it's not my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. 
but it's a very, very good movie. It's also more accessible than a lot of his movies to the general public. Agreed. So it's a definitely, that's probably why it gets such high marks. Yeah. Um, I also love it as well. That was your 14. So I'm going to do my number 13. I would be remiss if I could have any sort of a list of my favorite movies without um, having some Guy Ritchie movies on that list. Oh, yeah, buddy. Because I'm a big, big, big Guy Ritchie (laughs) fan. Oh, yeah, buddy. I had a hard time picking because there's a bunch of them that I like. I'm so excited to see what your next pick is. But I had to go ultimately with my number 13 as Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah, very good. It, but, you know, it can kind of be interchangeably lock, stock, or snatch. Okay. Whichever one you want to go with. But for me, I thought lock, stock was the better movie. Snatch had the better cast. Can I tell you what my number 13 was? What? Snatch. Snatch. Yeah. <laughs> it was 100% Snatch because that that movie caught me right off the bat. Yeah. As soon as they talk, started talking about pigs eating people, and like you could get rid of people eating pigs and and then like you know hey you like dogs you know like thanks you want to you want to buy a trailer that that movie sold it for me yeah i watched that movie so many times when i was deployed uh my buddy nate watched snatch with me so many times snatch was my number 13 you got Lock, stock, lock, stock. So we covered both of them. them. Yeah. And I put lock, stock, slash, snatch because I'm busting okay. all of your rules. But now you understand right. what I'm talking yeah, about when I say. I do get it, but because it's hard. They're two separate they're, movies. They are two separate movies, but they're very, very similar. I think lock, stock actually came out first. I didn't see it did. lock, stock till way after I saw snatch. Snatch was a huge hit in the U.S. It was. And I saw it in because high school. Because of Brad Pitt. Brad and- Pitt. But it had been college before I went back and, and saw Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. And it's just a be- I think it's a better story, um, but they're both amazing. And a lot of people aren't into the Guy Ritchie thing. I really enjoy him. Like, I even liked the Sherlock Holmes movies he did. I really enjoyed that one movie he made that was a huge flop with uh, Charlie Hunnam that was out what? a couple years ago. Yeah, what was that? Uh, it was an ex- was it uh, Arthur, Charlie King Hunnam. Arthur? It was King Arthur, wasn't it? I don't remember. King Arthur? Um, King hmm. Arthur movie. Yeah, I think it was King Arthur is what it was called. Anyway, Legend of the Sword. King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Yeah. I like that. Okay. So I, I like that. a lot of Guy Ritchie stuff. Wasn't he married to Madonna? Is yeah. Is he married to yeah. Madonna? Yeah. Might no, still yes, be. Yes, absolutely. No, he was. He, okay. He's definitely not anymore. Okay. So that was my 13. Your 13 was Snatch. So I'm on to 12. Okay, my number 12 is something that most people would have. If you were doing a list of the greatest movies of all time, yep, it would probably be number one on most people's lists. Okay. Do you know what it is? But again, let's preface this with uh, this is what we believe in our lives has made the most impact. Yes. So this should probably be higher for me even, but I had to put it at 12. Is and it it's a the, Star Wars movie? No. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't. It's The Godfather. Okay. Francis Ford Coppola masterpiece doesn't get much better than The Godfather. Marlon Brando, El Pacino. You know, you're right. I I don't have it. I don't have it in any of my tops. 
Robert I love Duvall, them. Great I love them. I like, number two. I, I'm just gonna. I put the Godfather. I don't know. Sometimes I even like Godfather two better. I agree with you, and I I agree with everybody that puts the Godfather in their tops. I love those movies. I think they're phenomenal. I think the directing is phenomenal. The acting is phenomenal. Like everything about them is so good. I just for for me personally. Yeah. I think honestly, I think the Sopranos is better. Okay. Well, I haven't seen the That's, Sopranos, so I know. And and we did our TV shows. Yeah. And I put the Sopranos spoilers if you haven't Listen to our top 10 TV shows. You need to if you haven't. But I put The Sopranos as my number one TV show. There's a reason for that. And it's because it's so freaking good. And I think you would, I think you, Chris, would would think the same thing. Well, I love The Godfather. I can tell you I just don't, I don't think it would take away from the movie, though. I don't, I really don't think it would. For you, I don't think it would take away from the movie. I mean, um, The Godfather went down a whole different avenue yeah. of nerdiness for me in college because me and some of my roommates my senior year used to dress up in suits, make Manhattans, okay, and sit in chairs in our living room in front of the TV and watch the whole Godfather trilogy. That when it gets super hammered, of course, but so I believe you. Love The Godfather. <laughs> You're number twelve. All right, hang on, one, two. Oh, gosh. Jerry, you're hanging up. You're holding up progress. Oh, okay. I got it. Yep. Are you prepared? I'm not going to like it, am I? No, you might. Okay. Terminator 2. Okay. Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Good one. Very good one. Oh, gosh. It's so good. So The first Terminator movie I ever saw. It was mine as well. I did see all of the Terminators at some point. Uh, but Terminator 2, I feel like, is a, like, ever, like an evergreen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, ever-present. Whatever a, we were talking about the last It stands episode. the test of time. It for does. Sure. It's a good movie. It's so good. It doesn't matter if you've seen the first one or not. Like, you're going to love that movie. I've even and really the, enjoyed all the after ones, all the later ones, too. By the end of that movie, you are so bought in on why you need to love that character of the Terminator of Arnold Schwarzenegger's as he's like dying in the molten lava spoilers spoilers you, you need to just assume <laughs> that Snarf talk is full of spoilers but as he dies in the lava like how, how can you not feel for that dude yeah regardless of him being a cybernetic organism like he he was the the whole aspect of the movie he was the one that you were following i don't know i love it i love everything about it <laughs> did like, you ever watch the tv show the sarah connor chronicles i watched some of it it was good it was on fox yeah yeah i i watched some of it but what about t3 no no Nope. You know what I like the one? There was a lot of them that I haven't watched. Like the newest yeah. uh, Terminator I didn't watch because I was like. That one with Christian Bale was pretty good. Yeah. What was that called? Was it Genesis uh, or something like that? No. That was good. I watched that one. I I don't know. 
All, all of the ones with Arnold Schwarzenegger in them after. Oh, it was Salvation. Yeah, that's a good movie. I've never seen Genesis. That had his Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Yeah. Came back for that one. Turns out I'm not going to watch There's it. There's a new one this year, Terminator Dark Fate. Yeah, turns out I won't watch with that. With Linda either. Hamilton in it. Oh, good. That's, well, I'm just saying. She's back is the slogan. Anyway. I don't I don't know if I'll watch any of those. My number 11, Gerald. T2. Is on a whole different note than that, but is one that I can go back to over and over and over again. It gets played on TV a lot. It is the 1987 classic. Oh, my God. The Princess Bride. Oh, shit. <laughs> what? Why did I put that in my top? I, I wanted to have it in my top 10. It's so good. It has an amazing cast. Here's the deal. Andre Guys. the Giant. Did anybody say a peanut? Oh, that's part of the movie. Like, uh, so good. that was my high school career. And then they just spoofed it in Deadpool. Did you see that in the new I'm not going to talk about this. Just, just tell me. Because you're upset. I am very. It seems upset. like you're. He's very upset over there. Like <laughs> I'm so upset. I didn't put this movie in my top ten. Well, you still can. No, I can't. No, I can't. Okay. I've got it set. We're good. This is a living document, Chris. Like you can live vicariously through my eleventh pick. Right, and that's what I'm going to do. Okay, because no. I'm so upset. <laughs> you're number eleven, and then we're going to make a big to do into our top ten. <sighs> okay, so my number eleven. Oh, man. It's going to be Taxi Driver. Really? Yeah. I I like that movie as well. It's very Lo- good. I love it. It's a phenomenal movie. It's like the best movie um, that I've seen. Uh, how do I explain it? Okay. It's the best movie that I've seen with such an aggressive character. Yeah. Like an, an aggressive main character. Like... Robert De Niro, the way Robert De Niro depicts his character is so aggressive that you, he's like an anti-hero, right? Like it's an anti-hero right off the bat. And, um, it's just like his descent into madness. It's a, it's a 100%. That's what the movie is. It's a mind trip of a movie kind of, but, but you love him. Like you kind of love him throughout. And Robert, like seeing Robert De Niro in that aspect, like seeing him that's like skinny and frail and obsessed and mad. I don't know. To me, like I saw it way late, obviously. Yeah. You know, this was a 1976 movie. Right. So I was born 11 years later. <laughs> and so he I would have seen it probably first 20, birthday. probably at, at a minimum 20 years later. And, I don't know everything about it. I, I I really loved. I loved watching that movie. I think it's very intriguing. Like I'm, I was bought in on what the character was. It's, um, it's De Niro at his best. It really is. You can't beat it. Godfather, Taxi Driver. No, you you can't beat Taxi Driver as a Robert De Niro character. Like the guy in Taxi Driver. You yeah. can't beat him. No, it's a great one. So. Dun, 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 dun. Now, what, what was we that are, my number eleven? Yeah, oh, what we were shit. originally planning to do our top ten. My top ten. You should have them already, already, Jerry. Yeah, there. Okay. So, 
this is where it really counts. We'll we'll get more into depth in the movies in our top ten. So who's going first? Me? You. My number ten is one of those annoying things <laughs> where I have kind of a group of movies oh, based all around gosh. one actor. So we're probably going to argue about 10s. Okay, I'm just saying. But I'm going to list what I think my favorite is of his work and maybe throw some other ones in there. Um, it would be Groundhog Day. Oh, okay. A phenomenal Bill Murray movie. Absolutely love it. Yeah. The reason I say that I can kind of group it is because I got to say, like, Bill Murray in general. Like, I give him the number 10 spot. I'm saying Groundhog Day, but I'm counting Caddyshack, Ghostbusters, Lost in Translation. It's one of my favorites. Yep. All of those Bill Murray movies. I just think a movie with Bill Murray in it. Why is our audio, like, going in and out? It's not. Oh, mine is sounding weird. No, it's not. In the slightest. No, it's not. Mine just went off completely. No, it hasn't. Okay. Anyway, um, I just love Groundhog Movie. We've ta- or Groundhog Day. We've talked about it in the past. It's a deep movie, but also a fun movie, and also a comedy, but also serious, and yeah. it's got quotable. It just is one that you can rewatch over and over and over again. And you better grab your booties because it's cold <laughs> outside. So Ned Ned Ryerson. Ned Ryerson. I always love the fact because we had a teacher called Mr. Ryerson. I know, and I've always thought his name's Mike. But how do you pick between that and Caddyshack and Ghostbusters and Lost in Translation? Well, and, turns out you can pick, and I did. Well, mine was different than yours. Okay, so you, was, what's your number ten? Stripes. So, oh my god, I forgot about <laughs> Stripes. That's oh another great gosh, one. Stripes is one of my favorites. It was on. It was on Comedy Central so many times. Yeah, it's a when, great, great In the movie. early 90s, Stripes was played on Comedy Central so many times. And it is a Harold Ramis movie. Yep. When Harold Ramis and Bill Murray were still buddies. Yeah. Because like I had told you before, after Groundhog's Day, Groundhog's Day kind of split them up. He was not a fan of the way Groundhog's Day went. Harold Ramis was the ultimate director and said, like, this is the way the movie's going. Bill Murray was not a fan of it. And they didn't talk to each other until before, like, right before Harold Harold Ramis died. Um, But Stripes, I was so attached to Stripes because it was a military-type movie. Mm -hmm. Harold Ramis was in the movie. Uh, Obviously, Bill Murray was. But... um, it was kind of like a um, Private Benjamin. Did you ever watch P- Private Benjamin? Goldie Hawn? Yeah. It was kind of a Private Benjamin type movie. Or like Sergeant Bilko. Yeah. That too. <laughs> like They made a bunch of those that Like that time all period. of those are the same type of movie. Yeah. Like, okay. So if you've seen any of those movies, it's kind of like a, a doofy, militaristic. Kind of like a mash ripoff type thing. Yeah. But at the end, like... Like, throughout the movie, you're buying into the characters, but by the end, you're understanding their point of view, Yeah. right, on whatever political aspect the movie was going for. And in Stripes, like, Bill Murray comes out as the dude, and I'm not going to give it away, but, like, he does a big thing at the end. Anyway, that's my number. So we had... um. 
one of my friends Stripes. it was his fam like family's favorite movie and his mom was our boy scout troop leader or cub scouts mm-hmm. so every time we had cub scouts we would go from the school and they would pick us up there and then we'd march to the church down two blocks down where we had our meetings right so every time we marched from the church or from the school to the church we did the stripes march like that there she was yeah. just a walking, walking down, down the, the street, street singing do what did anyway did it dumb did it do <laughs> do that every time um it's a great movie i can't believe like i watched that movie when i was really young there was lots of nudity in it yeah but nobody seemed to care back then i've i've said a lot of cadence in my life yeah um and that was one that has stuck in my head forever yeah. and it's not an actual like military cadence but well right of course not but it was then <laughs> yeah and i loved it so yes fantastic so that was number 10 that was your number 10 my number 10 was also a bill murray movie and doesn't get much better than bill murray you want to know no, interesting it doesn't thing about get bill any murray better. is he doesn't have an agent he just has a phone number mm-hmm. and if you get a hold of his phone number you just call that number and leave on his voicemail a description of what you want to do a message and then he'll either call you back or not and we're gonna do that for snarf talk yeah we should and he'll be on next week number nine so listen next week for bill murray is one that jerry thought would be my number one no way but it's not it's my number nine okay and it's crouching tiger hidden dragon i did yeah. Holy shit. I did think that would be at least top five. You know, I probably could have it higher. I absolutely love that movie. Um, I love that whole... It, have you recently had a brain aneurysm? Why is that? I don't know. I just assumed this would, this would be so far up in your top yeah. like movies. It's amazing, wonderful, magical, wow. beautiful movie. Yeah. Um, the soundtrack is amazing. I have the soundtrack... I listen to it constantly, and it's basically just slow Asian like classical music, yeah. <laughs> but it's so great. Um, I listen to that soundtrack all the time. I would throw in with that because I do love a lot of those. Um, I think they're Chinese-made movies, but I love one called Hero with Jet Li. That's a fantastic movie. And there's one called House of Flying Daggers, which is fantastic. They actually made a Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon 2. That was a Netflix original. Yeah, I remember that. And it's also yep. really good. Yep. Yep. But it's hard to beat. You can't beat the original Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It was an Ang Lee movie. Yeah. Uh, Ang which was Lee a big d- deal at the time. He's done a lot of good stuff. Yeah. So I absolutely love that movie. I think it's one that... That that movie in general has made him you know, what he is. Yeah, I for mean, sure. Really. I think that was his big like blockbuster debut. But it wasn't... I mean, it's all subtitled. Yeah. And it doesn't, you don't even realize it, but just the fight scenes and the choreography and everything about it. Yeah. And I remember us talking about that because I had uh, an issue with subtitles. I didn't like them. I didn't want them around. And then he told me to watch this movie and I liked it. Yeah. And then I had to come back and tell you like, oh, I didn't quite mind the subtitles i don't mind subtitle movies i watch some there's a, a really good french film called the brotherhood of the wolf it's okay. all subtitled it's good yeah see i i do tend and this is me being a typical american i tend to stay away from the subtitles because like, i'm like lazy a good old american 
Yeah, I'm a ridiculous hillbilly American. I will put that out there to anyone. Like, I am lazy. And I don't want to read things. Yeah. You know? Especially in their, if they're in different languages. Jerry would hate my house because our television subtitles are on 100% of the time. Oh my gosh, Chris. For every show. What are you, Korean? I just like what subtitles. North Korean? I find it easier to read the subtitles. Have you ever I, thought about fighting for America? <laughs> I just like subtitles. What? Who are you? And you don't have to have the volume up as high. You can just... I want to hear what they're saying. If the kids are interrupting that that sound, they need to go in another room. That's why I built a basement well, to my house. Anyway, I specifically told them, hey, can't hear my movie. Get out of here. Get. Get. <laughs> you better get. Daddy's watching TV. <laughs> in the basement. Get out of here. Daddy needs to watch his TV. <laughs> Daddy, <laughs> Daddy's got his Netflix on. Daddy's got his Netflix on. Get out! Get out of here! Get, you better get out of here. And they listen. Oh Chris. my! So if you haven't, if you haven't trained your children in the typical but you can't American do that with Crouching way. Tiger because it's not <laughs> in English. So. That's true. If they've watched Crouching Tiger. Uh, they're probably stronger than you are. <laughs> All right. You're number nine. Uh, my number nine. <laughs> Not even close to where you're at, and this is where you're going to laugh at me. And that's fine. You can laugh. Okay. But it's made such an impact in my life that I'll fight you over it. Number number two. Blues Brothers. Oh, I have it on my honorable mentions. It better be. Yeah, I I had a hard time because that should be in anybody's top oh. twenty or top ten, but it's uh you know I just there's so much to put in there. I, why would I laugh at you? That movie's amazing. Well, I was gonna fight you. I just thought you would. That's one of the best movies ever made. I agree with you. The Blues Brothers, John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, the Blues Brothers. Like, how could you ever argue that? I they. They made such an impact on my life. I watched that movie so many times. I was literally just watching it, uh, what was it, last Saturday, maybe? Yeah, I think last Saturday. I forced Amy to watch it. I forced my children to watch it. I cut out the parts that they said bad words. So oh. don't don't judge me, people. Okay. But... They learned a valuable lesson that Chicago has the blues. Okay, Chris? You got that? And they crashed through the mall where my dad bought the engagement ring for my mom. Right. Well, also, they had Buicks in early that year. (laughs) Turns out. Listen, Jerry. There's 106 miles to Chicago. Yeah. We have a full tank of gas. Half pack of cigarettes. Half pack of cigarettes. It's dark. And we're wearing, wearing sunglasses. sunglasses. Hit it. <laughs> Doesn't get much better. And the music no. is amazing. I, Actually, one of the Blues Brothers songs was the intro to my wedding, the walking in song. Yeah, I was probably involved, I'm sure. Um, I wasn't. 
<laughs> I didn't even get invited to your wedding, so. Yes, you did. No. You were there. No, I was not. Why? Because uh, you didn't know it's your who fault. I was. I put it out to the county. <laughs> it was a county invite. I was not involved with that. Also, I was 21, so yeah. give me a break. Well, you were like 42 at the time, right? It was. Okay. I just had a birthday. You, Chris did. Like two days ago. Give me a minute. Happy birthday to you. It's a haunting rendition. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Sounds like Happy David Bowie version. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Of Snarf Productions. Happy birthday to Chris. <laughs> Well, anyway, it was my birthday, and now I'm officially old. 39. 35. I passed the midway point of my 30s. Yowza. It's all downhill from here, Jerry. Well, turns out I'm still in the, my early 30s. That's true. So don't bring me down. So we're not talking about Blues Brothers anymore? <laughs> no, we are. Okay. They literally. Number eight. Number <laughs> eight. Your number eight. Go for it. Is another one of these annoying ones where I picked a director and a group of work, but I will put his best example of that work as... doesn't count. Pulp Fiction. I agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out Pulp Fiction is a very good movie by Quentin Tarantino that I also put in my top 15. Yeah. I love Quentin Tarantino about more than anything... Did you go with me to see... No. It was me and Nate. We went and saw Hateful Eight. I haven't seen Hateful Eight yet. Oh. It's well, a travesty. Quite a fan. Yeah? I am. Did you like Django? Yes. I did it. too. I love it. I movie. love Django Unchanged. <clears throat> uh, Hateful Eight is very, very similar to that movie. But so we're... I, I picked Pulp Fiction because it's the most accessible and it's the most popular and it's amazing. And has the best cast. Yes. And it's fantastic. However, I would be remiss. I had a very hard time with the with the Quentin Tarantino universe. So I'm going to list out my favorite. And, and Pulp Fiction <laughs> actually isn't my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh, here we go. My yes. favorite Quentin Tarantino movie is... Strap it on because we're in for a ride. What do you think my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie actually is? I'm going to say... Uh, the vampire one. Uh, From Dust Till Dawn? Yeah. No. That one. Not even close. No? I didn't even think about that one. Oh. Um, it's Jackie Brown. Oh, shit. I love Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. I have that on DVD. So do I. And I've watched that so many times. Michael Keaton is in it. He's yeah. amazing. Gosh, I love Michael Keaton. So if I had to rank out my Quentin Tarantino movies, because this is a Quentin Tarantino number eight joint it, film here. Yeah. Which is not acceptable. <laughs> it's acceptable for me. I would say Jackie Brown, Inglorious Bastards. Love it. Uh, the Kill Bill series. Love it. And Pulp Fiction. Love it even better. Um, so, But I'm going to pick Pulp Fiction as my best example of that work. You're right. At my number eight. With Inglorious Bastards is really good, too. Ah, that movie so is good. so amazing. It is so good. That then... scene with uh, what's his name um, in the house. Yeah, and they're hiding uh, the people the, in the basement. The German guy. Yes, that is that's the what most made intense. Him. It mo- made yeah. it made that guy. 
I can't remember his name, and I'm sorry if I don't remember. It's Christoph Waltz. You're right, Christoph Waltz. That made him. Yeah. For for the next ten years. Yeah. He got so many movies off of that one performance, and he should have. Yeah. Like rightfully so. That dude is more German than you and I could be. I can't stop thinking about like. It was it when was they go amazing. to try. Remember when they go and try to blend in at the show? Yeah, but Brad Pitt can't even do a German. He can't accent. even do it in a German accent. And that's part of the movie. Yeah, that's, that's like, funny. That dude was part of the movie, not being able to do German accent. And yeah, every single thing you bring up makes me regret why I didn't put it in my top ten. But yeah. That's fine. So like, I actually, I this, can't. I just love Jackie Brown so much, but I couldn't put Jackie Brown yeah. over no, wait, Pulp wait, Fiction. No, wait, 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 wait. Time out. You did put Jackie Brown over Pulp Fiction. Well, I didn't because I picked Pulp Fiction as number eight. You sure? Yes, I did. What about Pulp? What about Inglorious Bastards? I picked Quentin Tarantino as my number eight. It doesn't. Count. Quentin Tarantino films as my number eight. That's it. That's what we it is. We have a whole day about Quentin Tarantino. Reservoir Dogs? Come on. Oh, I know. Mr. Pink? Love it. <laughs> yeah. So Try to good. tell me Mr. Pink isn't better than your number 10. Well, we're on number 8. Oh. So what's, our, what's your number 8? <sighs> you have to be more expedient with these choices. It doesn't. Nobody's told me I have to be. I just... I don't want to choose, to be honest with you. Like, I have two in front of me Let me right guess now. what it is. You're not going to. The Dark Crystal. Nope. No. I I love, love those movies. Okay, pick it. Number eight. Let's go. <sighs> Shit. We got a lot of ground to cover here. Full Metal Jacket. Oh, it's on my um, honorable mentions. Of course it would be, because you're lesser than I am. Full Metal Jacket is the beginning of Vincent D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. No. <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. It's not, French. Yeah, I mean, but you're not French. I am French. D'Onofrio. 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 Like, really? Are you going to bring that up to him? You're going to tell him that I said it wrong? He no. says D'Onofrio, so. Well, he's wrong. <laughs> Because it's French and it's Dionfran. Dionfran. Dionfrial. Regardless, he's he's Private Pile. He is. And, uh, there's another guy. Uh, uh, Lee Ermy. Yeah. Oh yeah, Arlie Ermy. Arlie Ermy is a huge uh, military guy. You've all seen him. You've all known what he's done. I think he passed away, actually. Yeah, he's recently. dead now. He ran this huge Toys or Tots drive in Chicago. Yeah, for he was. Al- he also had a show on History Channel, like uh, Arlie Army's. Oh yeah, yeah. Like whatever. Like he was really big into um, Adam Baldwin, who was in Firefly. He was in Full Metal Jacket. Correct. Arlie Army was really big into uh, guns and different type of military weapons. And he had a lot of shows based around that. Big time dude. Um, if you've never seen Full Metal Jacket, watch it. It's one. It's something that I hold like very close to my heart. I didn't have to go through what those people did like before Vietnam. 
Vietnam was an era that, uh, like none of us that are listening to this episode or, um, most people that are alive now today have ever had to go through. So take it with a grain of salt on what I could bring to that aspect. But, um, Vietnam was a hard thing for a lot of people. So what happened in that movie is like unbelievable. It's something that you couldn't live through now and what I couldn't live through in my military career. And it's something that I absolutely uh, enjoy. I enjoy it in a way that is respectful. Like I'm very respectful to the people that had to live through that type of uh, military combat. So uh, it definitely, it's definitely in my number 10. Like or in my top ten, I let again. I didn't have to do any of that. Like I didn't have to in my military career. I didn't have to do anything. The people in Full Metal Jacket had to go through. I don't know if it's realistic or not because I wasn't alive even in that time. But for that movie, I freaking love it because I look exactly like the main character Joker. I'm a Joker, Matthew yeah. Modine. Yeah. So what I, one of the things I loved about that movie too was it like two different movies put together. It is. So it's there's like a break point different. in the middle of the movie, and it's completely different. The formula is different than most movies. But we would be remiss. And that's, to, uh, that is what what's the director's name? Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, that's a Kubrick one of the greatest movie. directors of all time. Yeah. We'd be remiss to talk about Full Metal Jacket without spending a little time talking about Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Because I could put a bunch of his movies on my list. I don't have them on there, but I know. The Shining. Yeah. Um A Clockwork Orange, one of my favorites. So that would that would probably be in my top 10 if I wasn't retarded. You know, I am, you so. can't say that word. Oh, if I wasn't You just don't don't say anything. Okay, we'll cut that out. <laughs> um, 2001 A Space Odyssey, which um, is criminally overrated and underrated at the same time. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but probably my favorite Kubrick film, uh, Dr. Strangelove. Absolutely wow. love that movie. Really? Oh, can't, can't. I just love that movie, man. It's incredible. It's so good. Full Metal Jacket, though, is way up there. That's an amazing movie. Oh, Paths of Glory he did. Yeah. That's one of the best war movies of all time. You're also, right. another movie that I covered in that class I, yeah. that, um, that oh, I had to write really? a 10-page paper on. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I would say it was the second best. Well, Platoon, though. Okay, third best. Because I think Full Metal Jacket is the best war movies made, then Platoon, then Pads. Pads, I forgot about Pads of Glory. That's, That's such fine. a good movie, man. That's fine. Um, okay, so on it's to... only coming from a war veteran. What was that? Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> what was that? Number eight for you? I don't know. What movie are you on? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it is number eight. Okay, number seven is another one that's going to annoy Jerry because it's a conglomeration Stop of it. movies Stop, from a particular writer-director duo, sometimes duo. Uh, but I picked my favorite one of all of them to list as my number seven. Oh, I'm so excited. The Big Lebowski. Oh, I can't yell at you. <laughs> I can't yell at you. I love that movie. That's one of the most quotable movies the of all abides. time. We had an episode called that. Multiple episodes and and photos. 
I believe that's the most quotable movie of all time. I I can't argue. It's a perfect movie. You're right. Um, but I can't not talk about the Coen brothers when I talk about yeah, the Big Lebowski. For sure. Because they have a couple good movies. One called Fargo. Hmm. No Country for Old Men. Oh, was that one? Raising Arizona. Is that a Nicolas Cage movie? Oh, Brother, Where Out Thou? What? That could be up on a list. That That's one a good guy movie. that was in ER? <laughs> and one of my favorite, um, which is no, but nobody's favorite, but one of my favorite Coen Brothers movies is the remake of True Grit. I love it. Oh, it's so good. So I'm a f- but my like, brother-in-law is a huge John Wayne fan. Okay, well, that's what I was just going to say. Off. No, I'm a huge John Wayne fan as well because my dad always has been. You like the Searchers? I, I do. My favorite is the Cowboys. My second favorite is Rooster Cogburn, which came after uh, True Grit. True Grit um, was like the, the precursor to Rooster Cogburn. And it was like the setup of what that character was. And I like it better. Yeah. I think they should have, me personally, I think they should have went off of that storyline. But I... I don't know. I, I, I love, love it. it. No, I, think I love it. they nailed it and everything they did about it. And Matt Damon in that movie is great. And yeah. Everybody no, in that the movie new great. movie, the new movie of, of True Grit, I cannot say is bad. But At all, all. all of those movies being aside, although I just other, Brother Roy out that was a really good movie. It's phenomenal. And so is um, Raising like Arizona. The beginning, like that was like the beginning of a certain style of movie. Uh, it's called a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah. They cornered you. the market on that. But my favorite of all of them is The Big Lebowski. Which is your number? That was my number seven. Number and seven. again... It's a perfect movie and the most quotable movie I think of all time. I would quote that movie every day. I guarantee it. Okay. Market zero, Donnie. Okay, Market so, zero. So my number seven. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. I've struggled with this for weeks, Chris. You struggled with number seven? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To be honest with you, yes. Okay. I, most people would stumble with like number one or number well, two. Well, turns out I've been struggling with multiple numbers okay. and, uh, and I did my list in 15 oh, minutes. Oh, while you were out gallivanting around with Mr. Mouse, I've been struggling with uh with with Rogue One. Rogue Rogue One is your number 7. Is my number 7. Star I, Wars movie. I don't I don't stop it. They should don't all be talk. together. Don't talk. I don't think you're accurate in what you have just said. I don't think every Star Wars movie should ever be lumped into the exact same category. No possible way. Okay. Could you ever lump every Star Wars movie into the same category? Agree to disagree. Especially it's Rogue one, one Saga. It's one saga. Look at Rogue One. Yeah. Look at the movie Rogue One. I just rewatched it the other day. And tell me. It's amazing. And tell me that it isn't the best Star Wars movie that you've seen in the last 10 years. 
Um, you can't. You you can't. <laughs> I can't. You're Not right. Not possible. No, I can't. Because it is the best Star Wars movie ever made in the last 10 years. And I will tell you that regardless of saga, it doesn't matter about saga right now. It's It matters about best movies made in my lifetime. Okay. Rogue One is number seven. And I'm going to tell you, um, that's number seven. I can't go any further than that. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you why that movie. I agree with you. So it it's it's a phenomenally made movie. If you haven't ever watched, wait, 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 wait. Okay. If you have never watched Star Wars, start watching Star Wars with episode one. I guess you would say. Episode one? I mean... We could have a whole debate on that, on what order to watch them. Gosh, you're right. Because as soon as I said that, I felt wrong. Yeah. I don't I mean, know what order. I think you could start with Rogue One. You really could. I think you should. No, but there's a lot of like um, a lot no. of reveals in Rogue One. I think you should be with like one, two, then Rogue One, then three, then four. Well, in any case, Rogue One does some amazing things. Like so, A, closing a bunch of plot holes just effort, effortlessly. Yeah. And like for decades, the argument's been how could they make that Death Star so vulnerable? Right. Rogue One explains R- it. Rogue One. Explains it. Wraps it all up. And explains it perfectly. So if you watch 4, then watch Rogue One, because it's basically 5. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm not, I, I don't want to go any further into this, because we could have so many more conversations about Star Wars. Well, I'm not going to talk about that, but I'm going to talk about Rogue One specifically, because... Not okay. only they bring in a bunch of new amazing characters. Um, my favorite of ones being I don't remember the guy's name, but the um, Guardians of the Will guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm one with the Force. The Force, you know that guy. Yeah, I'm amazing. not going to bring it up. Um, and the fact that spoilers, they basically well, I'm not going to spoil it. How it ends, amazing. Yeah, don't no, I don't want to spoil it. I it's just, it's a fantastic movie. So yeah. that's your number seven. Yeah, number six. I'm gonna do another annoying thing to Jerry. Oh great! By picking so a creator, writer, director, but I'm picking by far his best example. This is this is like the best one, without any if ands buts about it, Jerry. And it also has Bill Murray in it. Do you have any idea what this movie could be? I don't. It is The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. That's a... Damn you, Chris. <laughs> it's I such a good movie. love this movie almost more it, than anything. It's... I don't real. even know. Like I, I don't even know how to explain how much I love this movie. It's It's got just this wonderful quality to it where it's so like kind of interesting and off the wall but at the same time like 
it draws you in and you care about the characters, but at the same time, yeah. it's just ridiculousness so, and it's got Bill Murray and Jeff Goldblum and Owen so the, Wilson. There's a hundred percent like ridiculousness. Of like course. Yes. About it. But like if you watch the movie, like you love uh Bill Murray, you love Jeff Goldblum, you dove love Jeff uh what's the other guy? Uh, Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Like Watch this movie. And I think that's the best example of a writer-director that I absolutely adore, which is Wes Anderson, who I've... But beyond Wes Wes Anderson, like the way they compose the movie. But he does that in all his movies. That's why I love it. Yeah, you're right. And he uses the same cast and the same kind of music and the the same themes. The way they put it together. So I went down the rabbit hole of loving Wes Anderson... Now, his later movies, his latest movies, I have not cared for too much, like the Darjeeling Limited I didn't care for. Um, the yeah, Isle of Dogs looks not I great. have never watched it. No. It's on HBO right now. Um, just came up. But yeah. I will say Life Aquatic is my favorite, but it's hard. My second and very close one to that is Rushmore. I absolutely love Rushmore. Okay. With Jason Schwartzman. And- so this is exactly why I wanted Nate to be here uh, tonight. Like yeah. For this recording. So my buddy Nate, uh, Nate Klein, I've always had him in my life as Pagoda. I've always called him Pagoda. He's always been my Pagoda. <laughs> like Japanese building? No. And I'll tell you why. Japanese architectural style? No. I'll tell you why. So I've Pagoda him... dogwood, like the dogwood tree. No. I'll tell you why. Pagoda has started because of Wes Anderson out of the, um, why can't I think of it now? Not Rushmore, but the Royal um, Tenenbaums. Yes. So Royal Tenenbaum, another fantastic movie. Yeah. So the Royal Tenenbaums is one of my favorite movies of all time that I didn't put in my top 10 because I'm an idiot, whatever. Uh, Royal Tenenbaum had an an assistant, like basically like a guy that was with him all the time. And he called him Pagoda. He was like a an offshoot. Just a guy that you didn't know his you didn't know where he came from, you didn't know what he would did, you didn't know where he, anything about him. Like you literally knew nothing about this guy. And they called him Pagoda. So in the movie, spoilers, literally this is spoiling the movie, Pagoda shanks Mr. Royal Tenenbaum. He stabs him, tries to kill him, tries to get rid of him. He does not die because he is a royal. He is Mr. Royal. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> what you're talking about. Stop. Okay. Pagoda shanks Mr. Royal Tenenbaum and he survives. Right? So it's so dramatic. You should be, instead of laughing, you should be crying about this, Chris. Because Mr. Royal Tenenbaum is basically me. <laughs> what? 
Yeah. What are you talking yeah. about? I, I, so Nate shanked you? Yeah. Why? I, no. So in my life, listen. Nate's your assistant so, who shanked you? Yes. That is my entire life. I feel like I have always been Mr. Royalton Bomb. A very high opinion of yourself. Well, it's not because if if Nate was here, you would understand. If Nate was here, he'd be cool with you calling him his, your assistant. Absolutely, that shanks you. I've been calling Nate. Why does he shank you? I've been calling Nate Pagoda for years. Why does he shank you though? Because he wants to better me. <laughs> he wants to best you. Yeah, and it's not possible. Okay, it's not possible to best the royal. The best. Well, so, in any case, the Royal Time Bombs is fourth. It falls fourth on my Wes Anderson very movie good list. movie. Once we get Nate, not fourth in my list. I mean, on my list of Wes Anderson movies because I love Life Aquatic the best, and then Rushmore, and then the Bottle Rocket, which I love. Oh, Bottle and then Rocket Ro- is Time like Bombs. the original. But we'll have a whole nother episode with Nate involved to let you know that he is my pagoda. He's your pagoda. He will shank me at some point and overtake my family. Okay. Well, shank you very much. Let's go to number oh. You're number 7. Well, no. Number um 6. Sorry. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. How did I forget Jim about that Carey. movie? I don't have it on my list. That should be in my top it's because you're an idiot. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's a great movie, man. It it really is. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's something that uh, people don't. So immediately people see Jim Carrey and judge it as a Jim Carrey movie. Right. right. It's not that way. Not at all. That's probably no. his first like um, not comedic movie, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He's, he's amazing in it. <laughs> he's so not Jim Carrey that I don't know how to explain it to people. Yeah. And that's a Charlie Kaufman wrote that movie. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of his. Yeah, Charlie Kaufman. So, anyway, about this movie, like it's a huge like it's very trippy. Like it 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 changes your opinion on what the movie is about. Right. Right off the bat. Um but again, don't judge it off of what Jim Carrey is. Um, just watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, a great one, and it's, I, that's that's why it's my in my top five. It's not only amazing performances, but uh, again, it comes down to Charlie Kaufman, brilliant screenplay. He's also written some of my other favorite movies, which aren't on my list, but yeah. Adaptation with Nick Cage, hmm. one of my favorite movies. Um, also, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Have you ever seen that? Holy smokes. Very good. He wrote that, too. Uh, Being John Malkovich, another one of my favorite movies. He oh, wrote that. That's a weird one. That's weird. That's, that's weird. They're all weird. Yeah. They're all weird. <laughs> Adaptation's all really same. weird, too. Um, anyway, so now on to my number five. We're getting to the top five, guys. Guys, it's the I top five. I can't handle it. And um, I'm going with the franchise. Wait. Are you sure? Yeah. You're sure you're going to go with that? With what? I 
don't know. You don't know what it is. No, I don't. But are you sure? I'm sure. It's the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise. And, you know, I don't have any comic, a, a lot of comic book movies on my list. And we did our top 10 Marvel movies. Um, but Guardians is the only one yet so far to crack my general movies top 20 list because it's freaking amazing. It is. Oh, it's gosh. a whole new world, Jerry. I can't. A whole new world. Don't you dare close your eyes. I don't want to close my eyes. Chris, tell me. <laughs> a new fantastic point of view. I love Star-Lord. <laughs> um, it doesn't get better in Guardians of the Galaxy. We've talked about it a billion <laughs> times before. We talked about it heavily in the top ten Marvel movies. It is not a comic book movie. It is a entire universe movie. No, it is movie. a series. It, Number two is my favorite movie of all time. In the creates a in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Star Wars level universe. Oh my gosh, does it ever? With amazing comedy and acting and drama and heart and everything involved. It's you amazing. can't beat it spoilers again like it's my number one marvel cinematic universe movie and it was also my number one marvel cinematic universe turns out but mine wasn't number two chris was number one correct doesn't matter go back watch all of them i've i've literally went to work in my normal day-to-day job and told people watch these movies yeah like it it doesn't matter how you feel about them or how you feel about like any type of superhero movie watch these movies cuz it'll change your mind yes jerry number 5 forrest gump i knew that was going to be on your list i knew did it did you really yes i okay. was i had it on my Honorable mentions, and I thought Jerry's going to put this on his list. Yeah, absolutely. I I've, didn't put it on mine. It's a great movie, though. I don't know how many times I've watched it. I, I, I literally can't tell you the amount of times I've seen this movie. I think everybody's seen that movie a billion times. Correct. And there's a reason for that, Chris. Because it's one of the best movies ever made. Very quotable. It's, it's one of the most quotable movies. It's one of the most reenacted movies. Yeah. It's one of the most best like the best acted movies of all time. Yeah. And it's really really grabbed hold of pop culture. So yeah. So I met Lieutenant Dan, right? Like the dude that played Lieutenant Dan. You met Gary Sinise? Yeah. He was in Iraq with the Gary Sinise band or okay. the, it was uh what they call it. You know he's on a Disney ride? Lieutenant Dan Band. He's in Mission to Mars, the ride at Epcot. No, I didn't. He's know like that. the guy in the ride. Oh. Like he's the guy that takes your ticket. So, face to face, though. No, like I literally no, met I, I know, Gary I, I Sinise face to face. I yeah. talked to him. Like you and I are talking to each other. He so does he, have legs. He did at the time. He might have lost them in between. Um, but. He was he was so great. Like he was in Iraq at our chow hall. Like we all met him at the chow hall with the Lieutenant Dan band. 
Like he had his own band, Lieutenant Dan Band. We all went to meet him, and it was so. The only reason I met him is because of uh, I did a segment with Rob on the Fob. It's weird. Fob means like forward operating base. I was on a forward operating base. Rob was a dude that did this like news channel on Camp Anaconda. I was stationed on Camp Anaconda. He did five questions with Rob on the fob, right? So it was like a news channel on our base. Rob was the guy that did this news segment. I happened to be at the, the, um, like the place where we bought things like any, any place where we bought stuff. I happened to be walking up and, uh, Gary Sinise was standing there and I walked by Gary Sinise and Rob on the fob, this guy that was like the news guy on our base happened to stop me. And he said, Hey, do you want to do five questions with Rob on the fob? I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. He's like, okay, well, you're going to be answering these questions with Gary Sinise. I was 19 years old at the night at the time. And I looked up and I was like, holy shit. Like Lieutenant Dan, Lieutenant Dan and him and I, this is all video recorded, but him and I answered questions together about camp Anaconda, the war in Iraq and five questions with Rob on the fob. I don't know what those were. I don't, you don't remember? I don't, I don't remember to this day, but I remember standing there staring at Gary Sinise, him and I. I'm obviously a short human being. You and I know this. Most people around me know this, that I'm a short person. But I remember staring up at Gary Sinise and him and I answering questions, five questions, with Rob on the fob being filmed. And it was like broadcast on the base. And I just, I was like, why aren't you my dad? <laughs> you know, he was such a great guy. Like, I wanted to hug him. Yeah. Like, no joke. I remember getting back in the truck with Eric Schofield. We should have, he lives in Shanahan. We should have Eric Schofield on the podcast. But me and Eric Schofield lived together for over a year. And we were also in the same truck. But uh, I remember getting back in the truck with Schofield and telling him, like, just did an interview with Lieutenant Dan. Like, I don't, he's a lot bigger than I was. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I wouldn't have thought he'd be big. Uh, he's a lot bigger than I was. Hmm. Well, Forrest Gump. He is a great guy. Forrest Gump is also my number five. Five. Right? Yeah. Yes. So I would love to meet Tom Hanks. That'd be great. Send him a typewriter. He I collects should, them. Uh, he, does, he does collect typewriters, but I wonder if he would collect them from a war veteran. Probably. You think? Yeah. Oh, Forrest Gump. Great movie. If Entire movie it, negated by cell phones, though. Well, yeah, there's no... The whole phones. point of that movie is waiting on that bench. She'd just text him. Like, hey, I'm right around the corner. No. <laughs> it's 1995. Well, I, 
I understand that. There weren't cell phones then. I'm just saying that, like, in nowadays, you couldn't have Forrest Gump anymore. But do you really realize that, Chris? I think you're so obsessed with cell phones. <laughs> I am? I just feel like you are. Okay. Number four. Is that your number five, cell phones? <laughs> yeah. My number four is a trilogy of movies. I won't. I won't agree. It is a franchise. I just feel like I won't agree. It is Lord of the Rings. The Lord of the Rings trilogy is my number four. I'll agree. You look in stunned silence. <laughs> you don't agree. It's it's not it's not some of my favorite I cinematic universe. Love it. So much. Do you really? Yes. Explain. I was obsessed with those movies and read the books. And how how did you not like Lord of the Rings? No, I do. I do like Lord of the Rings. I like anything that creates a really deep world and universe. Have you you ever watched any other movie, though? (laughs) I've watched a lot of movies. Okay. And there's... You know, I just love Lord of the Rings, man. Is that is that so bad? It's not. Continue. The Two Towers probably my favorite. Please keep going. And then Return of the King, and then The Fellowship of the Ring. Frodo, Sam, come on, come on, son. No, I love, I love those relationships. <laughs> All right, so I guess we won't linger on that. No, keep we don't want to be a. If you want to keep going, no, I, I want don't. you to. Keep I want going. you to go to number four. Because I'm, you're, you've got me waiting with bated breath. You sure? Yeah. My number four, Gladiator. I had that on my long list, <laughs> but I, you can't put it at number four. Come on, you can put it at number four. Gosh. Gladiator is a it's a great movie, world renowned movie. It changed cinematic universes at the time it came out because. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Absolutely, it did. Early two no, thousand changed the world. For sure, it did. You know, like Braveheart came out before that. It was also another epic. Yeah, it did come out before that, and it didn't do what Gladiator did. Oh, I don't know about that. Not even close. I I ain't sitting here trying to argue. I love Gladiator. It's a great movie. No, it did. I don't think it changed close. the world of cinema. Fuck yes, it did. It was just a great movie. Why can't? Why does it it's have to be so much better? I, and it didn't change. In what respect did it change the world of cinema? CGI. Changed it. What? There's been CGI before that. It did it better. It did? What CGI? Yes. Okay. So he walks out into a room, into a large cathedral, yes. if you will. The Coliseum? Of no one. And then they created the Coliseum behind him. Okay. I think Lord of the Rings came out before that. It had some CGI. Right. And it was terrible. Um, no. And then no. Gladiator comes out. And You're saying Gladiator and everyone, had better CGI and everyone was like, than Lord of the Rings. What? Stop. Are you serious? Stop. Did you see the CGI? Great movie, Gladiator? though. Gladiator. And he came out with the two swords and he chops the guy's head off. And he's like, is this what you want? Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? 
Joaquin Phoenix big debut yeah. for him too. Yeah. Right? Well, spits in his face and he dies. Spoilers. He's an awful character in that well, movie. Turns out he loses. Yeah. Spoilers. I'm sorry. And then he becomes Johnny Cash in another phenomenal movie. Walk called Walk the Walk the Line. line. It's a direct sequel of Gladiator. <laughs> well, yeah, it was. It was basically a sequel. Right. It's because he abuses his wife, and and Joaquin Phoenix stops him. I wonder what Joaquin Phoenix was in before <laughs> Gladiator. I really wish you would have said, no, he doesn't. He doesn't abuse his wife. He was in Space wife. Camp. Did you know that? It was a good movie. It's not a true movie. Anyway, doesn't matter. No, wait. Who? Hey, uh, don't okay. even start okay. to say another movie. Okay. Number, what was my number? Four. Number four, Gladiator. Okay. Better than anything you have to talk about. It's a very rewatchable movie, too. You have to love that. I do. I'm Tell saying me that you I love do. love it. I love it. Tell me it has changed Look, your Jerry, life. It's on this list. Yeah. Throw those lists out. Right here. It's on the list. That is white paper, and it's racist. <laughs> it would be in my top 30, maybe top 40. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought. All right. Okay. My number three. I'm sure you don't have Batman up there. I don't. My number three is Indiana Jones mm. and The Last Crusade. Bum, bum, bum. But I'll take the whole Indiana Jones trilogy. But The Last Crusade specifically, and then Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then you can keep the other ones. Can't beat it. Harrison Ford. Indiana right. Jones. No? Good. <laughs> you got nothing to say? You don't uh, like Indiana Jones? No, I do. He's great. Yeah, it's good movie. That's, <laughs> that's like American classic right there. It is. I will not argue that it is that... It's not in definitely better than Gladiator, for sure. No. Oh yeah. No, it is not. Oh yeah, boy. Gladiator, like, are you not entertained? And he's like, chops those guys' heads off. Well, there's lots of like big moments in Indiana Jones too. It's like, hey, Hitler signs his book. Yeah, but but throws it in the burn pile. Russell Crowe's like, I love you. I love this guy and, and my wife. And we're going to fight. <laughs> remember, but but you remember that? No. Oh, well, then next he is like a kid. And like there's this kid and he thinks it's like his, like his kid or maybe his nephew. And he's like, you're not entertained. <laughs> but. And he, like, but Indiana Jones, off. Indiana Jones here. But he like chops these guys' heads off. Indiana um, Jones. But you remember Harrison you Ford. Remember that Sean Connery, Last Crusade. And he's like holding up a sword. Drinks from the cup. He's got like a super awesome. Drinks from the cup. Jesus wouldn't have that cup. He was a carpenter. Drinks out of the. I mean Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Oh, it's like you don't need a cup if you're Jesus. All right. But he's like, if you're not entertained. Number three, Jerry. Remember that? <laughs> Number three. But you remember that? Yeah, I do. Okay. So. Number three. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Number three. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Oh, you're going to throw those down. He's going to throw down his 
his listening devices. And he's going to be like, oh, I didn't hear you say Empire Strikes Back because it's my favorite Star Wars movie of all time because Empire Strikes Back is the favorite movie of all time that everyone would ever have. Spoilers, I guess you don't have any other Star Wars movies in 1 and 2. And you liked it better than Rogue One, huh? Correct. Hard to argue. It's a fantastic movie. I'm positive I already talked about Rogue One earlier. You did. Oh, well, okay. Well, then it's not spoilers. As you've listened to the spoilers was that you don't have one higher. Correct. Because you said that that was your highest rated Star Wars movie. Yeah. Spoilers. Well, we're on three, so... Why is it the best Star Wars movie, Jerry? Uh, Because of the way it's built. It's built up because of you've only seen at the time. We're going by at the time. You've only seen one Star Wars movie at at the time. As soon as you see Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, you see Darth Vader, you see uh, the Empire, you start to see Jedis, you start to see how the world unfolds, right? And you start to see how the Empire is just overarching coming over top of what the Jedi believe in, right? And you and you literally believe like they are so overwhelmed in this dark force. And you believe, you believe that this dark force is overtaking everything and you don't know what is going to win. It is the first movie, I think, at the time that you watch and you think, like, everything I believe is going to fail. Yeah. Like, the movie I want to happen won't happen. I'm going to be unsatisfied by the end of this movie, right? That's so against what movies are about today. Before that movie, like... What happened before that movie and after that movie are the same thing. Like you don't you don't believe that your guy's going to lose. Yeah, it's it's like Infinity War. You're going to lose. You know, it just ends on Can you imagine watching that movie and then waiting two years for the next one? Exactly. I mean, we didn't have to do that. We no. just popped in the next VHS tape. And then the, we saw that triumphant conclusion. Right. So I I lived vicariously through my brother. So my brother's eight and a half years older than me. And he he relayed that to me. He like he told me, he's like, I grew up he was born in seventy seven, seventy eight, and he's like, throughout the eighties, like I had already watched all of the Star Wars. He's like, and then I, I saw Empire Strikes Back. And I was like, what's what's gonna happen? Like, what is going to happen after Empire Strikes Back? Like, you can't beat the Empire, right? Then Return of the the Jedi happened in the 90s, right? Wasn't it? 89 or 90? Come on. 84. Return of the Jedi. Was it 84? Yeah. Holy shit. Well, I'm way off. (laughs) But I remember him telling me, like, him watching... Return of the Jedi, like wondering what was going to happen. 
And it was like a big 83, deal. 83, actually. Sorry. It was a big deal to him. Yeah. And then me going back and watching the trilogy, like he refused to let me watch any other Star Wars movie than, you know, four, five, six. Like in the order. One, two, three. Whatever you want to call it. Four, five, six. Right. And that's that's all he let me watch. It's great. So when I watched the fifth episode of the Star Wars, right? Empire Strikes Back. It blew me out of the water. Like, you can't beat that. The whole Hoth battle in the beginning. Oh, incredible. You can't beat it. No. Like, it's amazing. The whole battle on Hoth in the beginning of the episode when you're basically overtaken and um, Darth Vader comes onto the planet, comes in, tells you, like, basically how you've lost. That's where the episode starts off. I I, I just don't see a you Star Wars movie. You lose Solo. You get Lando Calrissian. Luke gets his hand cut off. You find out that... Exactly. His father is Darth Vader, you don't, which everybody should know because it means Dark Father in Dutch. But <laughs> you don't have a, a a situation in a movie that sets up so much more. Yeah, it you can't. It's hard to beat Empire, but Rogue okay. One gave it you know a run for its money. It's a good one. What what did I put Rogue One at six, uh, five or six, something like that? Yeah. Okay, so are we to number... That was your three? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Jerry, we're switching gears here to my number two. <sighs> Favorite movie of all time. Lots of times I'll put it It's my number one movie of all time. Okay. It's not anything you're going to guess. Mm-hmm. Again, it's the collective works of a director. Great. But I'll pick my favorite of his work. Okay. And say Chasing Amy. Are you serious? Yeah. I number lo- two. Number two. My second favorite movie of all time. Chasing Amy by Kevin Smith. I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. I love that movie. It's got a special place in my heart. But I can't not mention my other favorite Kevin Smith movies being Clerks 2 and Dogma. Yeah. Um, probably my favorite if you want to put it in order, it'd be Chasing Amy, Dogma, Clerks 2, Clerks. Mine would be Chasing Amy, Clerks 2, Dogma, Clerks. Okay. Similar. Yeah. I love Clerks 2. It's amazing. I love it. Um, but yeah, I am obsessed with Kevin Smith. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm like, I own two of his jerseys. I have all He's his phenomenal. comics. I have his right signatures. Now, I've been to every one of his movie premieres that I can get to. Right now, you need to be harassing him and Jordan uh, Jordan Muse. Jordan Monsanto. Monsanto. That's right. She's married to Jason, Jason Muse. Muse. You need to be harassing them because you could be in the movie. I could? The newest movie. Jane Silent Bob. Reboot? Reboot? Yeah. There's a dude that was like all over Twitter that literally was just like her, like saying like he wanted to be involved with it and took a picture of him in a, um, what's, 
what's the uh, Blunt Man, Blunt Man and Chronic. So he was in a Blunt Man uh, costume. Took a picture of himself. Like I wanted to be in the movie. Guess that's not gonna happen. He's like, well, you need to contact. Uh, what's her name? Jordan. Jordan Muse. Monsanto. Monsanto. <laughs> As you can see, I pay attention. Jordan Monsanto, you need to contact her and maybe it'll make it happen. I'm assuming that made it happen because he retweeted the the fact that this dude took a picture of himself on Twitter to do this kind of stuff. And he was saying, if anybody wants to be in this movie, tweet at Jordan Monsanto. Come to New Orleans. New Orleans is where they're filming, yeah. Yeah. Right now. I'm looking forward to it, man. Right now. Big Kevin Smith fan, but Chasing Amy is my favorite. It's kind of always been my favorite because it's very, um, I don't know, it's hilarious, but also deeper than a lot of his other movies and kind of got more heart and emotion to it. But the story is just amazing. All the acting is incredible. Jason Lee, uh, Ben Affleck. Uh, I can't remember the one girl's name who was dating Kevin Smith at the time when they made the movie. But um, anyway, incredible movie. I love it. If you haven't seen Chasing Amy, go see it. But Clerks 2, also really good. My number two? Your number two. I don't even want to say it, but I'm going to. Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Uh, with the Joker, like the the Heath Ledger me, Joker, like the definitive Joker yeah. of all time, Heath Ledger. Why don't you want to say it? I don't understand. Because I feel like it should be my number one, but um, I thought long it's and my hard number about one, the Dark Knight. It, it is absolutely my number one superhero movie of all time, but I I'm I'm confident in my number one movie of all time. Okay, I, I'm confident. Um, because of my life, but uh, number two, Dark Knight. I, I will fight you. I will fight anybody. I thought a lot, a lot about Dark Knight, I'll and I didn't end up people. putting it into my top twenty. But right, it's a great because, movie. Because you're wrong. Well, it's I, ultimately, that you would. It's ridiculous that you wouldn't have it in your top ten. It ultimately came down for me to rewatchability. And, and it's it's not one that I can feel like re- I can rewatch a lot. Are you kidding me? Are you blind, deaf, mute? <laughs> no. Do you have an issue? It's a great movie. I'm not arguing with you. It's a great movie. I mean, every single person I've ever lived with or been around or I don't know, anything in my entire life. I've been able to watch Dark Knight more than once. Okay. Number, you have it. Number. You've never been able to watch it more than once. No, definitely. I've seen it probably ten times. Hmm. Is that enough? <laughs> Guess not. Number one. Can we go to number one? Oh, I don't want to. My number one. I just put Star Wars. All of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Star Wars. It's the best. Every single Star Wars movie ever made. No, Jerry. Yeah. The franchise as a whole. 
every single Star Wars franchise movie ever made. As a whole, they're as number a whole, one. Right now. As a whole entity. This is the best movie you've ever seen in your life. They're the best entity collection saga of movies. Yes. Yeah. Nothing's had a bigger impact on my life than the Star Wars movies. Nothing. Nothing has been more rewatchable. I've seen every Star Wars movie probably more than I've seen any other movie. Probably every single one of them, too. If I had to rank them in order, I would probably go Rogue One as the best. Yeah. And then Empire. And then Return of the Jedi. And then The Force Awakens. And then New Hope. And then Last Jedi. And Attack of the Clones. And then Revenge of the Sith. Wow. (laughs) And then Solo and then The Phantom Menace. There you go. They're they're all ranked. We could probably do a whole ranking of just Star Wars movies. We'll do that sometime. I mean, there's plenty of movies. All right. Since you don't seem very interested in my number one, what's your number one that's so good? It's much different. Uh, it's something that also involves uh, a Tom Hanks movie. Okay. Saving Private Ryan. Yes. I knew it. I said that last week. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I said that was going to be your number one movie. Are you sure? Did I get in your head? I don't know. I definitely said that. No, you didn't. Jerry, We're do you not remember that back. conversation? I said, what do you think my number one movie is going to be? And I don't remember what you said. And then I said, I bet I know your number one movie. And I said, The Shawshank Redemption. You said, no. Yeah, I remember and you, you said, saying no. That. And I said, Saving Private Ryan. And you said, maybe. I'm going to have to play back the tape, it. folks. It um, happened. I just listened man. to it on the ride over. Okay. I picked it. I'm going to have to listen to that. Maybe you did. Maybe you got in my head. I like Saving Private Ryan a lot. Regardless, like that movie... Came out in the mid to late nineties. Um, it was well before I was ever in the military. Then I became in the military and I lived a whole life there. And I came back, and it's still one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's, um, it's obviously really good. I didn't live a life in World War Two, but looking back on a lot of the stuff that had happened and truthful things that happened through Band of Brothers, like a Tom Hanks produced and Steve, Steven Spielberg produced show on HBO Band of Brothers. Um, when you watch Saving Private Ryan, it's very, very similar. Like, yeah. it's such an accurate, like, really good depiction of what was going on in World War II. Um, I loved it. Amazing cast. I can't. The best cast. Yeah. I, and they gave everybody a role that was really and to be honest beefy. and to be honest like when you watch the show when you watch the movie I don't care I don't care who's in what role I don't care who you're trying to save like it like even private Ryan like the whole guy you're trying to save like you really don't care about him at the end of the movie towards the end you don't care like it's you see all of these people you've been following through the whole show. Just, I don't know. I really, you get so attached 
to so many different people. Um, it it did remind me a lot. Like seeing it back later in life, it reminded me a lot of different things, like that I've lived through and people that I've been around. Like in certain deployments, you you just like gravitate around certain people and it's it's i'll never have it out of my top 10 ever you know it's something that i'll never take out of like i'll never live that life i'll never live uh the life of a person in a world war ii environment or whatever they live through but the deployments in the life that i have lived through that i can relate to I just, I love it. I think it's it's something that a lot of people can can grasp, and, yeah. And I think it's very relatable to war in that time frame. And yeah, Tom Hanks is a freaking incredible actor. Well, like you and cannot beat that dude. Just everything about that movie, Steven Spielberg, and just um, the production value. The production value is pretty incredible. I can't imagine yeah. how much money if they you spent did that, on that. If movie. you did that on a low budget production, I wouldn't be saying the same things. Yeah, but anyway, great movie. That's it. That's the top twenty. So the top posts. two movies of all time: Dark Knight and Saving Private Ryan. So on take your, those on your home. list. Yeah, right of my list, but uh, I mean, come on, Chris. Yeah. Tell me I'm wrong. Um, well, I disagree, but... Damn you. <laughs> Damn you, Christopher! That's it, folks. Top 20. Disagree? Agree? I'm sure there's lots of people screaming right Tell now. Tell us. Tell us all about it. Tell us what you think. What's your top 20? Jerry, what's your top 20? Oh, wait, you just told oh, us. Oh, I told you the best top 20 of all time. What's your top 10? You already told us, but you, the listener, I'm addressing now. You tell us. What do you think? Probably what I told you. (laughs) See you later, folks. Bye. I've been alone with you inside my mind And in your dreams I've kissed your lips a thousand times I sometimes see you pass outside my door Hello, is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes I can see it in your smile You're all I've ever wanted And my arms are open wide Cause you know just what to say And I know just what to do And I want to tell you so much Snuff loves you I long to see the sunlight 
in your hair and tell you time and time again how much I care. Sometimes I feel my heart will overflow. Hello, I've just got to let you know. Cause I wonder where you are And I wonder what you do Are you somewhere feeling lonely Or is someone loving you Tell me how to win your heart For I haven't got a clue But let me start by saying Snarf loves you